to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello all and welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast. If you've yet to check out premium membership, please do as there's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full page listing in our directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of our best-selling book and a whole lot more, all for just $99.00. Head to the join page to find out more. Now, today I'm delighted to be speaking with Catherine Bell from Bell Training Group, a leadership training company based in Victoria on the rather lovely Bellarine Peninsula, I think it's about an hour or so southwest of Melbourne. So, hello, Catherine. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me. Oh, look, it's, it's good to be talking with you. So I know we, we've spoken before, probably about a year ago, I think, but I've, I've not succeeded in getting, getting you on the podcast before, and it's, um, I'm very pleased that I have. So now, look, I know you know a whole lot of stuff, but I think where we should probably focus is this whole topic of emotional intelligence. And I know you use a great deal in your work. So maybe a starting point is, what the hell's emotional intelligence and have we, you know, how do we know if we've got it? Yeah, certainly. Look, it's probably the number one question I get asked, what the hell is it? <laughs> um, emotional intelligence uh, is simply our ability to uh, recognise, shift and utilise emotions in both ourselves and others to help us get the outcomes we want in life. So essentially, it's about being able to use your emotions intelligently. Hmm. Well, that kind of makes sense now that you've said it like that. And I like that, um, that little phrase, to recognize, shift, and utilize. So clearly then this is it's interesting because you hear people talk about emotional intelligence and often, well, not often, but sometimes the way you hear it talk, mentioned is somebody says, ooh, that person hasn't got it or that person has got it. But um, basically, presumably we all have it, but it's, yes. it's kind of the degree to which we do and the degree the degree to which we use it. Is that right? That's correct. And uh, thank you so much for identifying that. It's something that we can all learn to use more. So, mm. uh, you know, I, I personally don't think that emotionally, emotional intelligence is a fixed characteristic. I think it's there are times where we're feeling perhaps more or less resilient, where perhaps the winds of change are blowing in our lives and, and we might have uh, more opportunity or less opportunity to use the emotions that we want to. But that's why I'm here today is to describe mm. some really simple ways that in small business, we can start to call on the things that make us more effective. Mm, that's brilliant. So look, before we go there, and I know that you've got a, a, a kind of a mechanism that you're, you're kindly going to share with us, mm. but I know that a lot of your work uh, is actually done with you know, bigger businesses, um, particularly in the leadership sort of realm of, of larger businesses. It, it, do you find that um, that what can happen with with a lot of individuals in businesses? Do they kind of mask their emotional intelligence? Do we do we sometimes push it out of the way uh, and just not make good use of it? Is that what happens? Is that what's mm. happening? 
Yeah, great question. And look, I must admit, I do a lot of uh, sort of big event days with large companies, but then I also have a lot of private coaching clients, several of whom are small business. So I sort of play in both realms. Hmm. Um, and, and certainly what I see, it's an interesting question because I find in small business, quite often, uh, we have people who have found that larger environment really cloying or inappropriate for them. And they want to get to a place where they have a bit more freedom, not only necessarily of their time and the kinds of activities that they do, but also emotional freedom to do the work they enjoy and enjoy uh, their emotions, a range of emotions a bit more. But in the busyness of business, I think sometimes, yeah, we can just get back to that place where it's all about process mm. and we forget to tap into that which is really important to us in business and and mm. I, I want to encourage all of our listeners you can do both you can be great at business and you can experience more of the range of emotions that you want to experience and in fact the research shows us that when we do that we're being more effective anyway mm. fascinating okay well I've got I've got a million questions but I'm going to s- slow myself <laughs> down here and let's what I'm going to hand over to you to kind of get us into this topic a bit more then so you you know you mentioned to me before we hit record that you you are going to kind of take us through a little bit of a, of a process or, or mm. a, a, you know a mechanism so where do we start in bringing emotional intelligence to the fore a little more in our lives and our businesses Yeah, certainly. Thank you. Um, So, look, I I think uh, perhaps the first thing to recognise is that uh, emotions do have an impact on our behaviour, our decision-making and our performance, and that there is a direct link. Not only can we assume it's true and perhaps uh, experientially we know it to be true, but the research shows us uh, that there is a direct link between how people feel and how they perform at work. Mm. And that doesn't just apply to uh, staff and employees in large organisations. It also applies, of course, to us as one-on-one operators. If we're a soloist uh, managing our emotions and, and making the best of our emotions on any given day is one of the most effective ways to manage our energy, our time, our attitude. And so hmm. I was thinking about what is the best way for us to uh, to work with that in, in the short time that we have together. I was thinking, well, you know what? All of us who are soloists, we have incredible strengths behind us. We have mm-hmm. skills and attributes that we know are really strong for us and things that we love to do. And I wanted to bring a little bit of character strengths uh, theory to you because this is one aspect of our emotional intelligence. Uh, so that's what I, I want to describe mm. with you today. Okay, character strengths theory. Yeah. Bring it so, on. What are our strengths? Well, it turns out that there's there is a field of, of research uh, within the discipline of psychology uh, called applied positive psychology. Now, mm-hmm. positive psychology is not thinking happy. <laughs> In fact, right. it, it's nearly kind of the opposite. Uh, it, it's <laughs> recognizing, uh, you know, that life can be tough sometimes, but how can we flourish? How can we thrive in those difficult circumstances? So, the theories around positive psychology are, are far ranging and broad, yep. but one part of that is around calling on our natural character strengths so that we can be at our best in any given moment, even when things are tough. So strengths are defined uh, by one of the leading researchers in the field, Alex Lindley, Mm -hmm. as pre-existing patterns of thought, feeling and behaviour that are authentic, 
energizing and lead to our best performance. And I particularly okay, like can this. I, can you, will oh, you sorry. Just, that's all right. Will you just repeat that one more time? Yeah, sure. All right. So uh, they, the, uh, one of the leading researchers in the field, Alex yeah. Lindley, says that uh, strengths are pre-existing patterns of thought, feeling and behavior that are authentic, energizing and lead to our best performance. Okay. All right. I've got it. Okay. Thank you. Great. <laughs> so, you know, what I think is so exciting about that definition is that, you know, when we're running our own business and, and we're passionate about doing so, we want to be authentic. So often mm. it's actually a, a, an extension of us. And so being authentic and showing up more authentically is something that I think we all feel strongly about. Yep. We want to be energized in our business. We want to have lots of energy to do the things we want to do in our life. And we definitely want to perform at our peak. So, wow, strength theory really makes sense, especially for soloists. Mm, it does. And it's inter interesting. I'm just going to pause you there for a sec. But, sure. You know, authenticity, you know, it was, um, oh, I don't know, probably a decade ago that this suddenly became a word <laughs> and we're all striving to be authentic. And it strikes me that to some degree there's there's a contradiction just in that phrase, you know, striving to be authentic. <laughs> because when we are authentic, there's, the striving bit isn't there, is it? It's so true. And, you know, our authentic strengths, the things that make us innately strong, they're mm. actually already within us. It's just yes. a case of bringing them to the fore. Yeah, and okay. in order to bring them to the fore, you have to be aware of what they are. Yeah, okay. So that's what you're doing with us now. You're saying, okay, here's how you can kind of remind yourself what you're naturally yeah. strong at. Bring yes. those to the fore that will allow you to be authentic. Happy days. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, carry um, on. <laughs> so, look, there are a lot of different uh, uh, ways of classifying strengths, mm. um, but one of one of them that I work with quite often is uh, actually from the research of Alex Lindley, and it's uh, in a particular strengths profile. At the end okay. of our discussion, I want to also point you towards a free resource that um, we can we can share sure. with the. Uh, yeah, yeah. members because yep. there's a there's a great free character strengths test you can do online. Hmm. Um, so uh, these character strengths are simply mindsets and approaches that work best for us. Yep. When we're using them, we actually operate better. So okay. just give me an example. If, What's what is yeah. what is one? Okay, so for example, um, a, a character strength can be something like curiosity. Okay. Curiosity is not a thing. It is not a doing word. It's a being word. How can I hold the state of curiosity if that's a strength for me? How can I use that more often in my everyday work so that I'm driven towards best performance? Okay, that's or, brilliant. And it's. I must yeah. tell you, funnily enough, I have a, a little whiteboard in my office, and on the top of it is a little sign that says "Be curious." Yeah, it's oh. it's one of the top ones yeah. for uh, for those of us who want to be creative and to explore mm. things. Diff from different perspectives. Um, another example, um, there's a, a great character strength called zest and zest is all about having vitality in life and approaching things with a sense of enthusiasm. Now, here's the thing, Robert, mm. that might be a natural character strength for me. It may not for some of the other listeners. Yep. And the the idea here is it's okay that we're different. How can we achieve the things we want to achieve using that which is natural for us without feeling like we have to fake it or put on someone else's hat? 
Okay, great. And you're just to recap, you're going to direct us to something afterwards that we'll put in some notes with the podcast where people can actually go online and this will help them reveal what these strengths are. So we don't need to be agonizing as we're listening to you about, oh my gosh, what are mine? Because we're going to get to that later, right? Absolutely. And you know what? In just a moment also, I'm going to give you some ways of identifying your strengths a bit more organically. Uh, And in fact, we'll do a little little exercise that might help you uh, do that. Okay. So, uh, strengths are a way of approaching your work that are going to help you be more effective in it. And let me give you a specific example. Hmm. Working just recently with a small business owner, uh, she was at the point where she needed to do some strategic planning for the rest of the year. And uh, strategic planning, not her favourite thing to do. And detail, uh, it turns out, not a strength for her. So she called me and she said, you know what, I'm really struggling with this. I've been sitting in front of the computer with this spreadsheet for three days. I'm wasting my time. Why am I doing this? But I need to do it because I I have to uh, get some ideas about where I want to go so that I can start taking steps towards getting there. And so I said to her, okay, forget about the attention to detail. Forget about the small details here. Why don't we go back to what is authentic and natural for you? What is it that really lights you up when you think about uh, how you want your business to, to be in the world, how you want to be in that business? What is it that really lights you up? And we had a look at her strengths report and we identified that legacy and mission were number one and number two for her. So I said, okay. okay. So that being legacy being something she leaves behind and mission being yeah. what, why am I doing all this? Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. they're very um, sort of um, everyday colloquial kind of definitions. There's nothing hmm. very fancy about them. So, yeah, okay. certainly legacy, what do I want to leave behind, mission, how do I want to move forward? And so I said to her, okay, if you have your legacy and your mission hat on, when you think about getting uh, the next 12 months of business done, what does that look like for you? What is the legacy you want to leave behind? And what is your mission in making these next 12 months of business really great? And you should have heard the cascade of words that came Mm. out of her mouth. Instantly, she was able to connect with that in a really authentic and and energizing way because those are the approaches and mindsets that for her are really energizing. Mm. Okay. I can see that. Got it. Yeah. After our discussion, uh, I I encouraged her to keep uh, that mindset of legacy and mission in mind. And I said, okay, I'm going to put a time limit on you. You've got two hours to nut out the bare bones of this strategic plan, but think about it in terms of where you want to go and what you want to leave behind. And she rang me the next day and said, done. Not only is it done, it's the, it's the sexiest thing I've done in a long time in my business. <laughs> and uh, she felt really, really pleased and energized by what she'd been able to achieve and the direction that it was leading her in. Mm. And so the task remains the same. It's just the mindset that, that allowed her to unlock what was important to her. Yeah, okay. Fabulous. Great example. Okay. Yeah. Where to next? All right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm all about practical application and I want our listeners today to be able to, you know, t- start tapping into this a little bit for themselves. So, mm-hmm. I want to give you a few tips about yep. how to start identifying what is strong within you. Mm, um, okay. my, my first tip would be don't think of it in terms of tasks. Think of it in terms of mindsets, characteristics, approaches that work for you. And uh, look, there, there are a few different ways we can do this. Some general tips. Notice the patterns in behavior that work really well for you. 
Because if you've got behaviours that work really well for you in your business, you're probably calling on character strengths. For example, uh, if you're out making a sales call and the first thing you've done is thought about, oh, wow, how grateful I am that I get to do this work and, and that I'm really glad that I get to go and have a conversation with a cool new prospect, then the underlying thought pattern here that's helping you make those great sales calls might be gratitude. It could turn out that gratitude is a really core strength for you. So step back and look at the mindsets and approaches that you're using when you're being your most effective. Okay. Can I just ask, ask you there then? I, 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 I follow what you're saying. What about if we had someone who's saying, who's thinking, uh, you know, okay, what I love is I just love having fun. I have a high degree. <laughs> I have a high sense of fun. Well, that's yeah. what I want, want more of perhaps in my business. Yes. Where, I love it. Armed with that, where do they go next? What do they do okay. with that? So fun. That's about playfulness. It's about uh, having a sense of humor. It's about finding the places where we can have a little joy. How can you build that into your work more often? Now, we're lucky. Quite often in our small businesses, we get to work from home. Does that mean pop on some of your favorite music and have a silly boogie around the living room and make some funny moves when you're in a bad mood to help you lift? Or is it about you know what, in my authentic communication with my clients, I'm always going to have a good joke to tell them. Hmm. One of the most effective salespeople I've ever hmm. met, he really doesn't have a sales strategy. He connects on a personal level, but his first thing is to get people laughing. And I would say, without a doubt, one of his key strengths would be that fun, that joyfulness, that yeah. humor. Isn't that interesting? You say that you just reminded me of a guy who I met, oh gosh, probably well over a decade ago. It's a networking event. And it was one of those events, uh, very organized ones, where uh, every week um, everybody had to kind of jump up and say something. And, and I went a couple of, I was invited to go a couple of times to this group. And, uh, and there was one guy there and he was the guy that jumped up and cracked a joke. He was known for that. <laughs> so everybody starts groaning a second, the second he starts to stand up, you know, and, uh, and, and there were some pretty woeful dad jokes that I've then, you know, repeated many times. Um, but interesting. So that's obviously fun. And also I think of a business, if I look at a business, say like uh, MailChimp, which is a business that a lot of uh, our listeners would be familiar with, yeah. you, know, you can see permeating throughout the language of that business and the graphics of that business a high sense of fun. So that again, I guess we, you might say that's a way that fun can manifest through your business, can be in what you do, in how you present, how you write, all of those things. Without a doubt. Mm. And and that then becomes a, a little part of your branding, doesn't it? It's a bit of your brand magic. And if you can align the branding that you have with what is naturally strong for you, that's mm. when we're on a winner. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Sorry. Carry on. No, so you please. Were going that's tips. great. All right. Yeah, look, at another tip I would say is uh, notice the times when you feel energized. Where are the places in your business where you feel you, you just can't stop talking about them because they were so exciting? And, and again, this indicates where your strength is. Hmm. Um, it may not be the type of work that you're doing that is the exciting part. It could be the approach that you had or, or the mindset that you held at that time. I had one that in my own business was really a defining moment in helping me really appreciate what was important to me in my business. And Robert, I hope it's okay if I share with, with, your list, with our listeners here. Carry on. It, it wasn't. It was at a time where uh, the business was still growing. We were 
aggressively chasing higher and higher rates in our consulting. And whilst that made sense from a business perspective, there was something missing for me. It, it didn't feel quite right. It's, it, it wasn't that the money was bad. It, it was just that it wasn't all that meaningful to me. Mm. Was and it I had sort of turning you into someone you didn't think you were? Was it that? Yeah, maybe, maybe. And so, look, I, I, there were times when at that much higher rate, I was still really obviously enjoying the work, but there were also times where it became a little bit kind of work-a-day. Mm. I had an opportunity to do a piece of work that was one of the worst paid gigs I've ever accepted as a soloist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and yet... It was helping some people who were who were facing redundancy, and so there was a, a medium-sized uh, manufacturing operation closing down, the car manufacturing industry closing down in Australia. Uh, their budget was extremely low, but I had an opportunity to go in and help them, uh, essentially have a bit of hope for what might come next for mm. them, because the problems they were facing in the factory uh, were, you know, declining performance, but also. Uh, much higher levels of depression. Um, we were seeing a lot of absences, etc. And I took that piece of work and I and I made it work for me financially. You know, um, adjusted the offering so that it was still a good business decision. But the connection that I got from hearing about how those people went after our program was rolled out, and the fact that twelve months later I still get I still get correspondence from them talking about how much it helped them to just have a sense of a little bit more emotional intelligence around their redundancy and to lift to a place of hope, it's worth a million bucks to me. Yeah, okay. And so so that sounds to me like what you've done there is in those two sort of contrasting scenarios is you've, you've created a balance that then bought your uh, kind of value, your characteristic of, of, uh, of well, I, I, I guess my question is, what, what, is the, uh, what is the characteristic that you were dealing with there? Yeah, it was connection. Okay. So, it for me, I identified that connecting with people on that real one-to-one level was what made my work meaningful. And and I started to see a pattern of the places where the work was less meaningful me, for me was where I was working in bigger organisations where I had less of an opportunity to really um, uh, connect on a one-to-one basis with the frontline people. That connection that I got and and they actually invited me to come for a luncheon at the end of the program and they'd all saved up their lunch money and and beautiful people oh, out on a manufacturing nice. line and and they basically just wanted to tell me thanks for what we've done and it's helped me to feel better at home or I'm not yelling at my kids as much or mm. oh wow you know um, I, I've got more hope about my new job application that one-on-one connection y- you can there is no amount of money in the world that would lift me as much as that did. So that was a character okay. strength for me. Yeah, that's a great point. And essentially, when, again, just going back a few minutes where you were saying to somebody, you know, let's look at where your energy is. It's interesting because it's, a, it's, a, it's um, uh, again, a kind of a situation that I, I quite often talk about is when people come to me to, for a little bit of help with their business. Uh, if I ask, where do you get your energy? Often I'm met with a completely blank look because they have no energy. And so then the next question is, well, okay, when you did have energy, where did it come from? Gosh, does that open the floodgates? Yeah. You know, so that's the thing, isn't it? For anyone listening is, is when, as we hear Catherine hit, uh, sharing these tips is just being aware that if this is not how you're feeling right now, if you're not feeling yeah. that you've got energy, then the place to start is to go back to a time 
when you did, and that will give us the signals, you know, of the areas that we need to bring back to life in our life and our work. Would that be right? Yes, 100% correct. And that's a beautiful segue because that's actually where we're heading with the oh, activity. Okay, good. <laughs> so I think this is the perfect time then to introduce this short activity as we, mm. um, as we work towards identifying our strengths. Um, what I'd love you to do, guys, it, you may want to close your eyes, you may not, that's fine. It's not a long activity, but it's a really valuable one. And as Robert has identified, the research actually shows us that when we think about the times that we're proudest of in our life, that they were the times we were using our innate, unique character strengths. So let's go to a proud moment. You're not, you're not you going to hypnotise us, are you? Uh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> just, no hokey pokey going on here. Just a quick conversation right. <laughs> and a okay. moment to reflect. Yeah. Okay. okay. So go back to a time and, and think about uh, – in your life, it could have been in your professional life or it may have even been in your personal life, a time that really stands out as a moment that you were proud of. And for some people, that's recently. And then for some people, it might be a long time ago. Um, for me, for example, I've got a couple, probably one just recently um, where I was doing a big keynote speech. But then another one is a good 20 plus years ago when I was standing receiving my degree uh, on the stage. So that was a really cool moment for me. Think back to a proud moment, a moment that really lights you up inside, that gives you that beautiful feeling of, yeah, on that day, I, I was doing a good thing. And just take a moment to think about who were the people around you, what was going on, what were the interactions, what were you telling yourself, what were you noticing, what was the mindset that you were using? It might have been bravery or courage. Perhaps it was persistence. Maybe it was having a sense of humour or it could have been strategic awareness or a good business sense. What was it that was important to you at that moment? If you can identify even two or three of the major, I guess, skills that you think you were calling on, those mindsets, those approaches, the evidence shows us if that memory is strong as a proud moment, they will be indicative of our character strengths. They will be character strengths. So then the question becomes, where could you use those approaches a little bit more in your current day-to-day -day work? Hmm. Okay, look, that, that's, that is very powerful. And what would you... Uh, it, it feels odd for me to suddenly kind of break the silence. I feel like I should just sit quietly for a minute. But <laughs> it might take a bit more reflection as well. So I would encourage yeah. the listeners, you know, if you didn't feel like you had enough time, go ahead and, and listen to that part again and yes. do it with, with a notepad and pen in front of you. Absolutely. So do you feel that um, in most cases, do we as individuals, do we have kind of one, two, three or four, five, six real character strengths? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, look, there is no specific number of strengths that we can have or not have, but the research shows us that our top three to five will really drive our behaviour. So the times where we're able to tap into more of our top-ranked strengths are the times when we'll really be describing sitting in flow. Hmm. Um, I also work uh, with... Uh, with clients who perhaps are in a state of uh, high stress, maybe they've been in, in chronic stress for a long time, maybe even heading towards burnout. And what we see in burnout is that the things that used to energise us don't energise us anymore. Mm. 
And this brings up an important point that I think is is great to think about in small business. Strengths are like your favorite song. And, you know, we turn it up and we use it and we dance to it a lot and it makes us feel great. But if we never, ever change the channel and never use anything but that song, it can start to get tiresome, can't it? Mm. Sometimes you want to turn down one strength and turn up another because we have the ability and, and the, it, there is the possibility that we can overplay our strengths as well. And let me give you a really quick example of mm. that. One of my top character strengths is persistence, which I think is a great one for a small business owner. <laughs> and also, yeah, and, and, you know, it certainly helped me to stay the course even during difficult times. And yet, there are times where I've overplayed that strength and persisted in situations that were no longer working for me, mm. that I really should have turned down my persistence and maybe turned up a, a different strength, maybe some curiosity about how to get the hell out of there. But, how, but <laughs> Catherine, how do you know? I mean, how do you know? How do you know that it's time in that scenario, you know, to, to, to kind of turn down persistence a bit? Yeah, so my is general when, answer... Is it when there's a signal that kind of it's not working or... Yeah, what? I agree. And I also, I think it's, first of all, is it working for you? That's always the question. And the second indicator would be if you're constantly telling yourself, if you're finding that you have to push, 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 and you're saying, just stick with it, just stick with it, you're good at sticking with it, okay. and you're having to convince everybody else around you that sticking with it is the right thing to do where perhaps the warning signs are coming up, that could be an indication that you're overplaying that strength. Is there yeah, okay. a different mindset you could take? All right, that's interesting. And in particular, it's funny, isn't it? We're talking about persistence and what you're saying is if you're over-persisting with persistence, they could be, it could be tricky. But I guess, <laughs> I guess the point you're saying, it goes back to the flow word, doesn't it, and authenticity, yeah. is if, if you're doing it in, it in its feeling right, then it's right. But if you're, yeah. if you're too conscious of it, if you're trying too hard, then that's probably a signal that, you know, time to up one of the other ones. Okay, this is I all terrific. Couldn't stuff. agree more. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, look, now you mentioned uh, a, an online resource. Where do we go for that? Yeah, certainly. So, uh, look, the, the work of Dr. Martin Seligman in this field um, was really the beginning of the strengths movement. Um, he did an incredible piece of research where he went, okay, instead of diagnosing what's wrong with people, let's diagnose what's right with people. So, he wrote this huge volume of work around mm. character strengths. And so, you can take a free character strength survey using uh, the, his values in action strengths survey it's free it's online uh they don't share your your data with anyone else it's just a really great way for you to get a nice list of where you sit on his 24 character strengths so if you just go to values in action uh, mm -hmm. or via um you'll find it it's G google is is um all over this that you'll have okay. no trouble finding it oh perfect and, all uh, right so we yeah, literally just google Google Values in Action or VIA, and should we put Seligman in there or no need to? Yeah, look, Seligman, S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N, um, but you'll have no trouble finding it. The Values in Action uh, survey is one of the most um, frequently used in the world and it's and it's a great free resource. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Okay, brilliant. We'll, we'll, um, we'll, we'll track down a URL as well and pop that in the notes with this podcast. So great. that's fantastic. Well, I think you've got some really solid tips there, really um, making a subject that I must admit I kind of thought I knew about, but I've never really, you know, one of those things I've never stopped <laughs> to think about enough. 
uh, I'm sure is going to go through that little exercise and just make sure that what I think are my character strengths are are indeed. But I'll check that out. So um, thank you so much, Catherine. So if we want to find out more of the work that you do, where's the best place to go? Uh, just hit our website, um, belltraininggroup.com.au, uh, and uh, there's certainly plenty of information there as well as some blogs and resources that you can access for free. It would be a pleasure uh, for you guys in the Flying Solo community to uh, to check us out. I'd love to share those resources with you all. That's so brilliant. And you're just just before we go as well. So your business, uh, you run, you work with your husband in your business. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, we, we had the great privilege of uh, two years ago, after nearly nine years in business, we were finally able to pull the plug on his full-time job as well. So, oh. that in itself, uh, we're, I guess we're probably a couple of soloists together. We yes. specialize in different areas, um, but we certainly share a passion for helping people get better at work. So, Brilliant. That's so it's all about one of those lovely husband and wife stories that work. Yeah, business. definitely. Yeah, that's good. And you don't talk. You don't talk shop every night when you uh, check out. Oh, all work? the time. But oh. it's okay. We're really passionate about it, so that's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, that's terrific. Well, look, Catherine Bell, thank you very much for um, for joining us and and spending your time with the Flying Solo community. It's a pleasure. Best best wishes to you all, everyone. And before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business, Flying Solo gets you. Premium membership has all the tips and tools you'll need for just $99. Head to the join page to learn more. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.